I'm Gigi. And I am Mimi. And you're listening to Queerified, where you'll hear from legendary icons in the LGBTQIA community. And some ride or die allies as well. Today you'll hear from one of my oldest friends and OG sis, Danny Noriega, better known as Adore Delano. She sings, she acts, she writes songs, she performs, and she's a badass bitch. We reminisce on old times, talk about all things gender, and the vicious two-headed beast that is called reality television. Ooh, I'm a little scared. Oh my God, don't be. This is Hollywood, baby. Oh yeah. But before we get started, please don't forget to call into the Queerified hotline at 1-844-QUERIES. That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Call and ask us anything. Absolutely nothing is off limits. And maybe we'll answer your question right here on the pod. Stop kidding around. We know you have a question. So just call in and ask. And while you're at it, please leave us five stars and a nice review, and only five stars and a nice review, or else. And now, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Adore Delano. All right, we are back with Miss, Mr. All the Things, Adore Delano. Hi! Uh, Hi, Adore. This is so crazy. So crazy. I finally made it. We took all the, like, bad roads, but we're here. I think something people don't know is we've known each other for a very long time. A long time. Like, years. (laughs) Over a decade, probably. That's what I was going to say. Ten years. Mm -hmm. So when we met, you weren't doing drag right no 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 no, not at all you were still danny just danny yeah i was just a kid with a little macbook i think it was like skype day vibes like like back in the day it was yeah okay, you guys so met over skype around that era yeah i think so so kara cunningham <laughs> formerly known as chris crocker mm-hmm. used to put us all in a skype chat and I used to be in my parents' house literally for like six hours at a time on this group Skype. A lot of the times being bullied by Kara. I will say. <laughs> Wait, I think I've been in the, I was in those. You were, you were, you were. I think I was. Oh my God. Yes, yes. <laughs> She's maybe a former bully, maybe still is. We don't really know. Oh my God. I love Kara though. So happy for her that obviously, regardless to say, but so when we first met, we used to like run around in WeHo. Yes. Right? Yes, a lot. Yes. And was- you used to be doing like Angel Baby on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was like when we were like barely legal to drink. It was like those years. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, we had some of our little forming years together for sure. We did. Yeah, you had like YouTube video singing Britney Spears. I remember that too. Oh gosh. Did <laughs> I not delete It's those? all coming back to me. Oh my God. Who doesn't have those videos lurking? Mm, We all have them. What kind of things did you guys get up to back in the day 10 years ago? Well, I always tell people, like, a lot of people don't know how, like, rock star you are. Like, I have, like, some of the most punk memories with her. Like, I mean, I don't know if I even want to share some of them. Do it. Oh, my God. Yes. Let's do it. No, like, I have some punk rock memories with you. (laughs) Like, Like, just going out and just, like... Being young kids, like, on the streets, just, like, chill. Not on the streets, but, I mean, like, you know, going to the clubs. On the streets. On the streets. (laughs) But, like, I always say, like, whenever you get brought up in, like, any type of conversation, I'm like, you guys don't understand how punk rock, like, that's why I love you so much, because you're, like, 
way more punk than people know. Right. Like one That's of the most true. punk bitches I know. Yeah. Because of my like exterior, you wouldn't really think so because of the blonde hair mm-hmm. and the tan and all that. The professionalism, it's all there up front, but then like spend 15 minutes and she comes out. Yeah, she's like probably more punk than I am. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I was really surprised. I would say different levels. I remember, so one of the craziest memories that I remember And it's definitely not the craziest memory. But when I first moved to L.A., I forget your friend, but he was like kind of the driver for the night. And I was staying at the Andas Hotel. Yeah, I want to say his name. Oh, my God. So he picked he picked me up at the hotel. And I believe that you were in the the passenger seat. We went out to WeHo. We had so much fun. I was like very new to L.A. and I had not lived there yet. So we were getting back from the club, going back to the car, Mm -hmm. maybe not the most sober no let let me just say and he backed up he was parallel parked he backed up into a car and he he nudged the car and I was like oh my god being Canadian I was like oh my god we have to get out let's make sure the car is okay like he's like no girl we don't do that this is LA no so he proceeds to put it in uh Forward gas gas yeah drive drive forward into the car in front of him and bumps the car in front, reverses, bumps the car in back, and does that over and over again Jesus. to the two cars. Yeah. Do you remember that? I don't remember that, but we were really known. <laughs> <laughs> Wasted. That's why I don't drink anymore. I freaking black out for a living. But um, no, I do remember like we were known for like just leaving notes after we'd hit a car. But we known never like for. Let... Yeah, like we'd be like, sorry, hit your car. But like a little smiley face and we just would leave, like not leave our information. We would just be like, sorry, like we didn't mean it. Like <laughs> <laughs> Now that's rock star if that's, I've ever. That's pretty punk. It is. Unapologetic. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. I want to know about your time in the X on the Beach house. Oh, God. So you were on the MTV show, X on the Beach, mm-hmm. reality TV, just you being one of the queer people in there. I watched the whole season. Did you? Oh, yes. I didn't. My, one of my best friends, La Demi, was on the show yes. with you. Yes, I want to know about your experience in that house because being thrown into such a straight, <laughs> heteronormative environment as MTV does... Mm. I want to hear your thoughts on that. I don't really have regrets, but I do kind of regret doing that. But like they did wow, pay really? really. Yeah, they paid really well. And that's why they got me because I told them no. I told them no the year before that. And then they like offered me like two offers. And I was like, mm, OK, I mean, like, <laughs> I've done worse for money. Like, who, who can I fight? <laughs> who can I fight? Um, so the money was good. But like, why did you hate it in that moment? Like. Being in there, was it triggering from like being on RuPaul's Drag Race? Were there similarities? I just know I have a drinking problem. And then like I, I was noticing the pattern of them just like kind of feeding us alcohol at 2 p.m. Of course, yeah. And I was like, this is not going to end well. And I ended up fighting like everybody in the house. Don't remember any of it. So you did a good job on the show. This is what you're saying. I, oh, amazing. That's what they want. <laughs> if it was a competition, I would have won. But it, it, was, it was really weird. Like it really put me into like a weird, like dark place after it aired. And I was just like, who is that? Let's figure who you are out now. Like, I don't know. Oh, no. So that's like twice. First Drag Race and now X on the Beach. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. there going to be a third time on reality TV? Probably not. I had a couple offers, but I'm like, up the money a little bit, and then I'll make an ass of myself. Right. Yeah. Because that's essentially what you're doing on reality TV, right? Yeah, you have to make an ass out of yourself. Right. So what are the two? I want to know, because I've never really been in a situation where we had a guest on earlier mm-hmm. on a previous episode that compared B 
being on reality TV to the Squid Game. <laughs> I have not watched the Squid Game yet. You haven't. No, but I want to. You have to. It's fucking amazing. This is I now a Squid it's... Game podcast. <laughs> no, I love that. I, I mean, I'm a fan. It's like Me Hunger too. Games, like, but like up. Yes. Right? So like basically anything can be thrown at you. You know nothing going on. It's all the producers behind the scenes. As someone that's not ever really put myself through that but would like I'm you very would, open Gigi? Like, you would, I, I would go I'm into reality TV knowing what it is I would I would you know if okay. the price was right and it was a good fit like I really would I don't see a problem with it it's just it has to be worth my time I'm not going into for Housewives, my health to be honest yeah but very much that I also mm-hmm. feel like it's maybe not as intense on Housewives because they're all I would think so being like, fed what to say as opposed to like jumped the hate they get online must be crazy. It's all pretty intense. Like when cameras are like constantly in your face and then like they have to like, like especially like an ex on the beach, like they wake you up at seven in the morning with like cameras Jesus. in your face. And they're like manipulating storylines and you're just like, none of these people I dated in real life, but like, I mean, whatever. I would hate that. Like, uh, how am I going to shave my upper lip in peace? Hated it. Exactly. <laughs> upper and bottom lip. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like kind of scared the whole time. And then I had like track extensions and they were falling out every like day. Oh, I thought your hair looked pretty on the show. Yeah, but like they were falling out and I was just like hanging them on the like like glass <laughs> in the in the shower. It was just like awful. Well, you had Demi there. She's pro hairstylist. <laughs> I'm sure she helped. Yeah, she was like gluing them with like track glue in the back of my head it was good like, pretty iconic <laughs> what was the premise of that show so it was straight people mostly and everyone's looking to date how does that work with queer people well this season that i was on they had put like everybody was like fluid at least like they were work. at least yeah so like the the most like straight person was like bisexual and it was really? just like so, yeah so it was just kind of like they knew what they were doing like i don't know it was just weird that like I pretended like a bartender at the Abbey was one of my exes and like, Oh my God, that was pretend. I love that. I love yeah, that. I feel like, like everybody has that bartender at the Abbey. They can they can text and be like, hey, <laughs> do you want to be my ex for a minute? Mm-hmm. I know I've done that. Yeah, like, I mean, I went on a couple dates with him in real life, but like, it was so fake. Like, that was not like the vibe. Like, but I don't know. I still wanted to fight everybody when I was on wine. So whatever. I love on wine. On wine. <laughs> <laughs> when I was whining down. It's funny, though. I feel like everything on TV, no matter how intimate you think that it is, like no matter how many, you know, there could be one camera there. It could be zoomed in from so far. Everyone is mic'd. Everyone knows they're on camera. Mm-hmm. Everything is so, 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 so fake. And like, especially when something looks pretty on TV, the lighting if you were to walk in the room, like people that know lighting and know being on camera, you know when you're being filmed when you walk in a room. You're like, this is not natural lighting. This is extreme <laughs> because the cameras need to pick it up. Like you, everything is so, so, so fake. Yeah. And I feel like X on the Beach is a, a prime example of that just because they are so savage with like their shit. But you were really funny on it. Was I? I thought yes. I had more iconic moments that they didn't air, but like, I don't know. I didn't really watch a lot of it, though. I just oh, remember- it was a really good one. Okay. Like, you were really fun. And, like, I loved you and La Demi's, like, friendship. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you guys were each other's, like, kind of saving grace in the house a little bit. Yeah, we definitely were. Like, I remember us, like, fighting, like, this. The oh, there were two straight guys that came in. And we were, like, fighting them, like, every morning. And it was pretty cool. But what people don't know, it was so funny. Like, she was, like, the cook in the house. And I was, like, the cleaner. It was, like, so weird. Demi, Demi was the and cook? you? Yeah. Like, she does love food. She was, like, cooking. And I was, like, doing the dishes. And I'm, like, 
this is not like real life. Like this is not. You guys got to uh, separate the activities, the chores. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about your sobriety a little bit? You touched upon it, and then we also we also talked about it right just right before recording. We've had we just had somebody um, come on and talk about their sobriety. Can you talk to us about yours and what took you there? Yeah, I mean, um, the pandemic really got me like to like look at myself and just like see like what was going on in my life. Like not to get like too deep, but like I was really like not going in in the best place and like not working and just kind of having to look in the mirror and like face your your reality. Like I stopped drinking for almost a year and then like two months ago I started like drinking again and like even like a month ago was the last time I drank. So I'm like back on the wheel, but like I fell off stage like a month ago. Like I was like, really? Yeah. So you only drink really to get like blacked out. Mm -hmm. Right. But like I was blacking out really quick because I had lost like 40 pounds and like, it was just like hitting me like right away. So it's like two glasses of wine. I was blacked out and just like, it was really embarrassing. I'm like, okay, it's either like your career or your party life and it's like it's not it's not merging well and like i'm like the party girl but it was still like you can be that without like being black you can out. be a sober party girl yeah and for I'm, sure i'm trying to find that balance right now yeah i heard i mean this is like i forget where i heard it and i'm totally gonna butcher the quote but it's like it comes a time where it becomes an issue when the the life of the party has a like dependence on alcohol to be the life of the party. Exactly. And I feel like that's how a lot of entertainers feel, you know, like they feel like they've lost their mojo if they're not drunk or they haven't had a drink. Like I'm even like that sometimes I can hundred percent admit, you know, like if I'm really not feeling it or whatever, I'm like, let me just have a drink. Let me get into it. Let's take the edge off. Let's really like, you know, go for gold because I'm not going to really give my all at this appearance that needs me to. And I feel like that's very drag queen entertainer MO. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 100%. You like took the words straight out of my mouth. But once it starts like drinking you, like once like you, like I wasn't drinking alcohol anymore. Like that shit was sipping me on a daily. And I was just like, okay, now you're just like forming your identity around this like Mm -hmm. substance. Yeah. And I mean like, and I'm so jealous of people that can actually just like, have a glass of wine and stuff like that. And I'm trying to find like, you know, peace in that and and see if that can be a possibility. But just right now, I'm like, no, it can't work for you right now, girl. Being a sober drag queen entertainer is definitely possible. I didn't think it could be, but Gigi, do you remember when we hung out with Jimbo? And I don't know if Jimbo is only sober in drag or in everyday life, but that was the first time where I saw someone who was sober and I was like, oh, this bitch is the life of the party sober. Yes. And she like, she was like fully like people would come up to her so wasted, like and fall Um, on her and all this mm -hmm. shit. And literally she would be like, oh, honey, you want a photo? Like babying them in Mm -hmm. their drunkenness. She would almost (laughs) get pleasure out of it. And I am like, I come, I tip my hat to Miss Jimbo because she really is like, she actually taught me that too. I feel like it's so hard to be around drunk people and you're performing usually at clubs, right? For drunk people. It's like, it's a lot of pressure to be on that level. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And like, I try to tell my manager, I'm like, can we like try to do like music venues as opposed to just doing bars and clubs? Like even at the music venues, they're wasted. Like there's still like a full bar and it's still like, it's always going to be there. So it's up to you to navigate through that. And I like what you just said though, because like in the meet and greets, you learn how to like soberly navigate through that and just like, it's almost like a secret weapon. Like you can pretend to be like the party girl and stuff, but you can still pick on the people that are kind of like on a different level. And you're like, okay, girl, I know how to deal with you now. You can spill your drink in my really expensive wig. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. That was the Jimbo vibe. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I want to ask, 
Is there anything that has changed since you've seen yourself on Drag Race? You know, I don't really want to get into Drag Race, whatever, but is there anything that has been really like an enlightening spiritual moment for you after seeing yourself on X on the Beach, whatever, like gender, identity, Mm. spiritually? Like, how do you see yourself now as opposed to in comparison to those shows? Because we all grow every day, you know, but I feel like you really like are so in tune with that. That's the vibe I get. Yeah, no, completely. I feel like it's like a blessing and a curse to see yourself on television when like you film it like a year prior and you're like already doing the work and growing and while it like airs and stuff. And then when you have to like play that back and watch it on television, it kind of like it boosts you to kind of like have some realizations as well, like in the, in the, in the midst of all that. But like, yeah, like after drag race and like, like I was a baby drag queen and got on drag race and it's like, I was still going through like, my gender identity and that's something that I dealt with since I was like a teenager and it's like it's like I feel like drag has been like an outlet for me to kind of explore that and just be you know more fluid with my vibes and just like I don't know that's why I'm so thankful for like the character of Adore that I created because it's like she gave me that like that kind of Superman hero um cape to kind of like explore that side of me and um, a lot of like my drag friends, like Bianca and all, they're always like, like I kind of like merged Danny and Adore together in my everyday life, even, and because it's like, yeah, I was gonna say that I've always, I never felt like Adore was not Danny in the yeah. same way that you know other drag queens like Trixie Mattel is not Trixie Mattel out of drag, but no, Adore is very um one person to me. So that's funny to hear you say that because I thought it was the opposite. Yeah, no, it's totally that, and I think that that is what I'm learning right now with like dating and stuff. It's like, I'm noticing like even the people that I date, they see Adore and Danny as like one and I'm still trying to navigate that. So I think that's something that I'm working on even like to this day to Mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, have that like going to the bank and and cashing a check. And it's like having the bank teller be like, oh, Adore. And I'm like, I'm not, oh, am I? It's like, it does (laughs) fuck with your psyche sometimes, but it's a blessing and a curse. What are your pronouns? I go by everything. I do. I love that. I do. Like the mermaid you are. I am a mermaid. <laughs> I always are. say I go by everything, but that didn't take away the importance of like people like having to like, you know, feel in their soul what they want to be, you know, you know, called. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. It's totally. Like- I feel like you were almost like ahead of the curve. Like I know like all the millennials now are like, oh, I'm pansexual, don't call me he or she or whatever, like just very woke, very like, very just like smart about the entire situation. Whereas before, like I literally came out like six times online (laughs) because I was like, this is what I categorize myself as. This is what I am now. Which is not, which is valid. It is. And at the time, I mean, it served me, you know, so of course I'm going to do something that feels good and like works for me. But I feel like you've always kind of been ahead of the curve because you always were, for lack of a better term, gender a gender bender to me. Like, totally. You for sure were always so feminine, mm-hmm. yet masculine, yeah. yet like even like the, the tone of your voice is so like in between, like it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that's true. And I want to ask you also Thank like, you. so as a drag queen that is kind of lumped into all of these other drag queens, right? Like it's so trendy right now to be a drag queen, I feel. So like there's thousands of drag queens, like so many people who have been on Drag Race, all that shit. Congrats to all of them. It's so major. But like, do you ever feel like pigeon held to be like them? Because you are so much more. Totally. And I think that like, again, I feel like I go through that like daily, like even with like, you know, the pandemic happening, it kind of stopped everybody's work and it threw us back in and like, like we're all trying to find ourselves. And it's like, I felt 
comfort with being like the gender bender, kind of like having that be my own lane and just like, yeah, like it's so weird. Like with a door, like I sometimes feel more masculine in drag and then like out of drag, I feel like fem- more feminine. I feel that for you. It's pretty crazy. Even if I do put on like a full beat, like I still feel more like, like but like masculine. Yeah. Right. I'm like, like kind of like, I don't know. That is so interesting. It's pretty trippy. It's everything though, because yeah, I feel like your sense. vibe, it does for her. Like literally, like I'm totally getting that. It's like radiating off of mm-hmm. you because I feel like it is that when you have all of the shit packed on, it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like a man in drag. But then when you wake up, like literally just you right now, it's like, oh, hi, like I'm a fishy girl. Right. Like, I'm like a hippie vibe, <laughs> music queen. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. It's crazy. And then some days are different than others. And I'm, I'm finding like Courtney helped me out a lot with that, like my gender identity and just like being fluid with everything. She's like, you don't have to have answers every day. Like, it's just like how you feel like and that's fine. And it's beautiful. And it's like. You find the beauty in that, like the older you get, like I hate to sound like cliche, but it's like, I just had a birthday last week and I'm like, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, bitch, you are beautiful. Like you are like, and you're feeling a little different than you were last week. And that's okay. And it's like, that's what I want. Like the younger kids to feel too. Like you don't have to like, you don't have to put your finger on it. If you, if you don't want to, or, or feel like you can't right now, because you're, you're constantly always like growing. It's an evolution. Like life's like a, you're like a fucking flower. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Do you ever feel pressure to speak on that? Because so many people I'm sure are asking you like, how does your confidence stay so high? Or like, how are you sh- so sure in your fluidity? Like I'm, mm. I'm questioning whether to do hormones. And also yeah. have you ever experimented with hormones like estrogen? Never. No, I've never experimented with hormones or estrogen, but like I do find the the pressure sometimes to find the answers. But like, I think that like, in that itself is finding an answer. It's like, like I said earlier, it's like, you don't really have to have an answer for it. And like I said, Courtney helped me out with that. Like a lot, like we, we have like talks about like gender and like feeling different every day. And, and that's totally okay. And I try to talk to like the kids about that too. And meet and greets. I'm like, you don't have to put a finger on it. Like you are literally half my age and I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> right. Like it's all beautiful. Like, you know, the journey is uh, so fun. It's so fun to like get to know yourself. Um, you said you've never experimented with hormones. Have you ever thought about transitioning ever? Oh, totally. Actually, really? when I was, yeah, when I was 15, I had to talk with my mom. I came out when I was 12. Your uh, mom's an angel, by the way. Thank you. Angel it's baby. <laughs> angel Wait, can baby. you do the voice? Angel baby, por viva. It reminds me of those videos you used to for, uh, film in your front yard. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I would, like, give my mom's address and street sign to everybody. They would show up to my mom's And, like, house. all of her hair supplies you would, like, use as props mm-hmm. and shit. Oh, I fucking love those videos. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, I came out when I was 12. My mom was totally accepting of it. But when I was 15, I came out again as transgender to my mom. Oh, so you were trans. Yeah, like totally. Like my mind was made up. My mom was actually like, it was so foreign, like back then, like 2004, 2005, to like have this language for that. Because I was like, I remember her specifically saying like, she was going to pay for my chest surgery because I was so an angel. I was so insecure when I was like in high school. Like I knew I wasn't a boy. I knew, I knew when I was like 16 that I wasn't a girl though. Like there was something that was like in the middle of it. Like I'm the true Janice Ian of my class. Like it was like, there was something happening there. I live for that. It was very (laughs) that. It's very that though. Cause I was like, what are you? Like, I don't know what you are, but like, 
I would have people like Pete Burns to look up to, though. Like, I was like, you know what? I kind of identify with that. Like, there's something going on here. So wait, for the children that don't know Pete Burns, though, Mm -hmm. I know her Mm -hmm. as like having crazy plastic surgery. What else Mm -hmm. does like she stand for? Oh my God, she's a musician. I didn't know. I don't know. I'm Gigi. I don't know this. (laughs) You know that you spin me right round, baby. Right round. That's her gig. Uh Uh No, but I identified with her when she was on um, Celebrity Big Brother when we were like in high school. (gasps) Yeah, and she read the girl's down. So now that's the true word of iconic because I feel like iconic and legendary are so overused nowadays. Mm-hmm. Now that's iconic. <laughs> yeah, she's a true pioneer for like just flowing in the middle for a of while. Of course, Pete and Burns. She, she would even say like, don't call me her. Do not, like you, whatever you, I, whatever you, the energy that I'm giving you is like what you, like it's not, and I'm like, wow, like that's like a true testament of just being like, it's not that serious. Like, like for her, you know what I mean? But that doesn't take away the seriousness for other people. So that's that's where you gotta you gotta you know see the yeah. line to each their own to each their right. own forever. That's a that's an life. example to be set though. Pete Burns on national TV doing oh, all yes. that like fuck that probably freed so many people even just seeing that on totally. Big Brother for straight people and when it wasn't really like a thing to be saying all that and was like total alpha for, of the house like everybody was listening to her because she was like she was like had that house eating out of the palm of her hand and she just like everyday glam everyday wig fuck yes <laughs> my, my ears are perking up right now I'm, a, I'm so excited I, to see it iconic she she got her coat her coat was like gorilla skin and like they confiscated her coat she's like my fucking coat got arrested where's my fucking coat <laughs> would you guys do big brother yeah i would i would i would mm-hmm. speaking of courtney she did it she killed it yeah courtney killed it she won right yeah she won i just feel like what would i do in private i mean I just feel like they watch you all the time. It's so stressful. You would I have do, no privacy. I know. How would I shave my upper lip again? I guess what, I would just have to be really comfortable You would normalize shaving your upper lip for people. Yes. I mean, I already do that. It's just doing it as a different thing. <laughs> I would do it in the hot tub. I think that would be iconic. I'd have someone yeah. else do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the shower. Yes, the spot gorgeous. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, no, like Celebrity Big Brother is iconic. Like that's something I would totally do. I'd be like, yeah, I would love to fight with like somebody from the Housewives. Oh, yes. <laughs> do you think they would do that, though? I think so. Candy Candy was in it. And she was, like, fighting Tamar. Oh, my Tamar God. Tamar was in it? Tamar oh my was in that? God. Oh, yeah. It was iconic. Gag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would totally do it. I mean, right price, right time. Totally. If Adora was there, that's in my writer. Yes, Adora Matt. Right and we need Kara, too. Oh, my God. Kara would be iconic Kara would win. on that. Yeah, she would probably She'd win. She'd be too much. I know. <laughs> <laughs> totally I would totally watch that instead of join it <laughs> same literally <laughs> have you always been a singer I want to talk about your music because I feel like that's like Adore Delano is a singer yeah like, yeah she's a drag queen yeah she's all of that but she's an, also a musician and artist I, in my head at least like do you feel that way yeah totally like I feel like I always like would tell even like the promoters that like book me around like I'm a singer first so I always like try to check like do you got a mic that works because like when I show up, like, sure, I'm going to be in drag, but, like, I'm going to give you a vocal performance because that's I always say that that's all I'm good at. But, um, yeah, I've always been a singer since I was little. I've always been, like, a little poet. I, I write poetry almost every day, and I turn them into songs, and, like, that's just something that just, like, fuels my my fire. Like Really? Like, since you were young, huh? Since I was little. I was in my first song I wrote. I was, like, seven. Yeah, it's called Circle. Really? Yeah. <laughs> 
Have you made it a song yet? No. Circles. Uh, that's cute. It's like round and round. You got me going in circles. These big crazy circles. You got me going in. Baby, you even got me blinded. Okay, that. Okay, listen, listen, listen. That Just is good. Picture it. That to like a corn mm-hmm. backtrack. <laughs> hardcore rock yes Metal. that's everything I think I'm gonna do it and like a psychedelic backdrop with the LED screen oh like, hell yeah that's so fun mm-hmm. that's my low key favorite kind of music yeah me too heavy yes. rock mm-hmm. like black liner smudged heavy rock and mm-hmm. thrashing and crowd surfing fuck shit up rock uh-huh and like Wait, drinking who do you beer. listen to i love distillers i love casualties i love misfits like i love like that punk like gbh shit like i grew up on I that in high school yeah they're like they're more like like punk rock metal i don't know like i used to listen to like mud vein and like like all- i love that name <laughs> i feel like i have mud for vein <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like on Fuse TV with Julia. Like I used to always be obsessed with like this girl named Julia. She was like this metalhead chick, and I just wanted to be like a Manson girl or like a Rob Zombie girl when I was younger. What are those girls called on um on MySpace? Suicide girls. Suicide girls. Oh my God. Your vibe? Do you remember them? I totally remember them, and they tried to make Suicide Boys a thing, and I really wanted to join, but I was like underage, and it didn't work. I was like, please. Can well, you, like, when jump you were in? fifteen, you said you were trans, oh so you probably would have the implant and probably become one. <laughs> that would have been iconic. That fucking everything. Oh my God. I MySpace for okay. So anybody that doesn't know State Champs. They're like what is state rock. champs? It's a group. They're amazing. Anybody listening, please, please comment because I'm <laughs> alone in this forever. They have this song "Secrets" um, that I'm obsessed with, and my father-in-law got me tickets one year to go see them. And they're like this pop rock group. They're so major. I'm fucking obsessed. And. I lost the tickets, <laughs> so I never got to see them. How does that happen? It was Christmas. There were a lot of prezies. <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally threw it away with the rappers, you know, oh the bugs. But they're so good. I feel like we share the same kind of like love and music. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're not talking about dying or bleeding or loving or heartbreak, I'm not, I'm not here for it. Same. I feel so sorry for the guys that like date me because it's like I romanticize life. So it's like when I'm actually in a romance, I'm like, <laughs> oh, n- lives. oh no, like I'm Taylor Swifting your ass so quick. Like, oh What no. is your dating life, right? Like, yeah. who are you dating? Like, what's up with yeah, that? No, it. I'm down. Um, <laughs> like literally, I, am, I don't really date actually. I was dating somebody who's kind of known but, like, I thought it would work because, like, we're kind of, like, known together. But, like, I don't know. Wait, just... that's why you thought it would work? Yeah, I never dated somebody that was kind of, like, in TV. Same industry? Mm-hmm. Okay, did that make it harder or easier? I don't think it, like, had anything to do with what why it didn't work. But, like, I, I was like, you know, this is going to be cool because, like, you get how, like, like, how fans come up to you and ask for pictures when you're at Starbucks or whatever. Like, I never experienced that with somebody that I was dating. And, like, when they were doing that to him, like, I felt so good inside. I was like, wait, oh. was this public? Do people know about this? Can you no. say his name out loud? I'll okay, we won't that. say. We won't say. No, I'm, we were, like, dating for, like, six months on and off. But, like, I always try to keep it, like, quiet because my fangirls are crazy. Like, totally. So it was Bradley Cooper. It was Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Brad Pitt. Wrong B R A D. Tell me something, girl. It was very that. Well, I love that. I feel like a lot of the time people who are, say, more famous in the relationship mm-hmm. sometimes feel a lot of guilt when that mm-hmm. happens. You know, like, really? I've been in, oh, definitely. I've been in relationships in the past and I felt so guilty when whenever somebody comes up and say they're like, oh, will you take um, our photo? 
that. And it's like your person taking mm-hmm. your photo, which, mm-hmm. which should be fine, right? It should, should be yeah. fine because they're supportive. They want you to be successful. Mm-hmm. They want this fan of you to have a photo. Mm-hmm. They want it to be a good experience. But yeah. a lot of people are too insecure to handle that and it yeah. will turn into a fight. I don't mind it when people ask me to take your picture with fans and I don't, I've seen Nats take a bajillion pictures. Well, okay, two things. Mark, we're not having sex. And two, <laughs> Nats is my husband, so that's why it works. Yes, he, he doesn't mind. No, Have you he ever had loves experience? it. Oh my yeah, God, he doesn't no. mind at all. He'll carry on the conversation literally more than I will. Like, it's a dream <laughs> with him. And you should. And you totally should. Like, I got joy out of that. Like, they asked me to take, they didn't know who I was at, like, like one of, like, uh, we're walking down, like, West Hollywood, and they're like, they fanned out, and I felt so good. Like, I've never experienced that. Like, I was like, take that attention off of me, because I'm like, I get kind of like, like anxiety sometimes and like he kind of like I don't know like he took it away and I was like oh my god maybe this is meant to be like he could see maybe you need to date more famous people I love that because there is I mean there is something that is like tangible about seeing that relationship in person with Mm -hmm. a complete stranger you know you're going out for ice cream whatever someone literally so random comes up to you but they have such a deep connection with you like that is so beautiful to see like I've been there when that's happened to you and Mm -hmm. like I love that but it's so such on a different level when it's with somebody like special like that oh yeah and I I feel like that's that's just red flag right Mm -hmm. for you now if they're not I mean, um, <laughs> red flag if they're not famous. <laughs> no, it's a red. No, no, not that. It's a red flag if they get uncomfortable around like if it becomes like an energetic competition, then that's scary. Like, thank God that didn't happen. Like, we just like kind of grew apart. It was like totally different. But like, I couldn't imagine like dating somebody and like having like a competitive vibe like that. Like, because I don't know. I've seen it with like friends and stuff. And I'm like, oh, no, that's weird. Like, yeah, it's you're not supposed sad. to do that. No. What's your type? Um, I like hair. I don't know. Like, I like mm-hmm. how you have long I hair, you. natural hair or fake hair. Um, either or like, Love I that. just like a rock star vibe. I don't really have body like, hair. Body hair is fine. Like yeah. A bush. A bush is dope. Bush in the front Needed. and back. Front and back. Work! Party all around. Oh party my all God. Around. Okay, work. Love you it. said needed, Mark? Yeah, I need it. But like, he I love needed, it. Um, my, my boyfriend shaves, so I hate it. It's always like a thing. Like, Aww. he's just get a, a Merkin, like a glue on. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, just get like a like a lace front beard and like put on the landing yeah. strip. That's a, no, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love beards. I love beards, but he never does it. But anyway, sorry. Um, your type hair? No, I I honestly don't have a type. I know it's so cliche when people say that, like, but I really don't have a type. Like I've dated like people. You'd be like, like the spectrum of my dating history. Like you'd literally be like, what the fuck? Like, are you serious? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Do like, you um fuck with girls? Sometimes. Yeah. I know you do, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that, but I felt it, yeah. Yeah, like... I love that. I only had, like, a real, like, like sexual, sexual connection with this one girl um, in Amsterdam. She was, like, a bartender, skater girl type of vibe. It was, like, very, like... Butch? Not really, just, like, very, like... Tomboy. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah uh-huh. and, like, we just, like... It was, like, practical magic. We just, like, locked eyes, and it was just like, hmm, what is this energetic pull? But, like, yeah. In Amsterdam, that's so hot. Yeah, it really was. God. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I haven't really, like, I've never had, like, a sexual experience with a girl, but, I mean, I'm not opposed to that. Like, 70s all day, every day. Wait, you've never? No. Well, no, not really. Really? Mm-hmm. Opposed from, like, making out. Oh, yeah, I've made out with a lot of, yeah. You've never made love to the ocean? No. (laughs) Oh my God, you love that much. Just just Long Beach. (laughs) You are wild as fuck. 
Okay, so before we get to queries, I want mm-hmm. to play a game. This is just spontaneous and A fun. game? Oh my a god, game. I don't know about this. Yes, okay. a squid game. I'm just kidding. I'm scared. <laughs> um, okay, so I thought that we could, we've done this on previous podcasts, and it's been really fun, and I feel like you have a wild okay. creative mind. Okay. So basically what you do is you point to anybody in the room, so me or Mimi, and you ask a random ass question, <gasps> and they have like five to ten <laughs> seconds to answer it. It could be anything you want. Oh my god, I forgot to play this game. So okay, you go I'll first, start. Gigi. I'm scared. Okay, I'll start. Okay. A door. What? I'm scared. What? <laughs> I think you've told me before that you can see auras. What color is mine? <gasps> mm, you give me like a yellow vibe. I've heard that before. Yeah, you give me like a yellow, yellow. energy. What's a yellow? Okay. I don't know. I just feel like you're like bright. You like are I, yellow, like yeah. bright like the sun. And you can like kind of like light up a room, but also like adapt to people's personalities and just get along with everybody. Like I okay. feel like I have like a yellowish as well. Like it's just like a kind of like a, I don't know. I feel know. like we're very similar in that way. Yeah, it's like, Go with the flow. Rolling with the homies. It's like very bad. <laughs> okay, your turn. I'm scared. Just ask anything you want. I we'll play this ever, for yeah. as long as it's fun. Um, 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 Halloween or Christmas? To who? You. Christmas. Really? Yes. Okay. Oh, Christmas. I go, bitch, I go yes. all out for Christmas. Really? Like, I put wreaths on my gate. I put stockings everywhere. I have stockings for my kittens. I get fake <laughs> snow. Uh-huh. I go ham. Like, I take it really seriously. When I married into the family that I'm married into mm-hmm. now, Nats is, the father-in-law of Nats, whatever, yeah. was like, you are Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you think? He's like, yeah, you made you made Christmas. Like, you, you think? <laughs> yeah, I was like, really? You guys don't do this every year? <laughs> I would love you that. pick Halloween, huh? I like Halloween. Yeah, I like Christmas too because like my family likes it, but it's just like, I don't know. I'm more of a Halloween girl. What are you being this year? Or can you reveal it? I don't know. I wanted to be something really cheap from Spirit. Like I wanted to go and like get like, like I don't know, like a Shrek costume or something or like something really cheap and just wear Shrek? it. Shrek? I don't know. Something cool. I mean, I love that. I feel like going ugly or super sexy on Halloween's the vibe. Or both. Right, the beauty in the beauty in LA, especially LA, is there's like ten Halloween. Exactly, exactly. It's like you could give away one costume, but you have nine left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I guess it's me to Mimi. Mimi, uh-huh. cotton or linen? What? Linen. Linen. Why? Um, I don't. What does linen even feel like? Is that a thicker, like light fleece? I actually don't know. Linen I don't know sheets. why I said that. I'm not going to random. Okay, cotton, because um, it's softer. <laughs> I have no idea. You better work. Okay, my turn. It's for both of you. Fuck, Mary kill. Ooh, I love these. Me too. Erica Jane, RuPaul, and Kara. Oh, this is easy. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I love these okay. games. I would kill Erica Jane. Um, oh, I, would, okay. I would marry Kara and fuck RuPaul. Hmm. Just to say, oh, that's a good one. Who, wait, who'd you marry? Kara. No, I would marry RuPaul for the money. Marry RuPaul for the money. Yeah. yeah. And who, who yes. are you gonna kill? Oh, you're gonna fuck Kara. I would fuck Kara. I guess. I mean, I mean, might as well. And then I would kill Erica. I don't know. Just or just... marry Erica because that would be fun too. No, this is her. No, this is her brain. You're not gonna <laughs> yeah. manipulate you, gaslighter. <laughs> you're a gaslighter, Mark. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, wait. Who were, you, who were the three? Erica, RuPaul, and Kara. Okay, Kara. I would. I would marry RuPaul. 
Because mm-hmm. I just money. feel like, no, not for the money. I have my <laughs> no, own. Well, no, I'm well, totally fine. Sorry, that my was own. my answer. For the no, money for me. I sorry. feel Go like ahead. she would, she just gets it. Like, I feel like she just gets oh, yeah. it and she's just fine. Like, she could be my husband. That's fine. Yeah. But also, that's not fulfilling. But still, RuPaul <laughs> is my husband. Um, and I would, I would fuck Erica. Okay. In her clothes. And <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to kill you, Kara. I'm sorry. <laughs> you would fuck Erica in her closet. In her closet, <laughs> in her clothes. Uh-huh. While she's wearing like a business suit or something. Love that. <laughs> Love that. That was a good one, Mark. Let's keep doing fuck, Mary kill for like two more rounds. Okay, every, you, guys, you guys have a turn to go. Okay, for both of you guys, okay? Fuck, okay. Mary kill. Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Jessica Simpson. Oh my God. Okay, I'll go first. Okay, go. Kill Jessica Simpson because she is way too close to my iconic goals and I can have no one on this earth looking that good. <laughs> Love that. I would say definitely fuck the shit out of Christina Aguilera mm-hmm. just because she's <gasps> such a dirty little girl. Mm-hmm. And Mary Brett. <laughs> Love that. Really? Okay, okay. Mine would definitely be Mary Jessica because she is a successful businesswoman and I admire that about her. Love that. Kill Christina because she just can't pull it together. And what? what's the other one? <laughs> fuck Britney Spears for sure. You okay. fuck her. Okay, mm-hmm. I have one. Mm-hmm. I have one mm-hmm. for you two. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill, Enrique Iglesias, oh my Ricky God. Martin, and Maluma. <gasps> oh my God, those are cute, right? Yeah, they're all fuck. Um, well, you gotta pick. <laughs> I was Wait, gonna say, say that again. A Maluma. Okay. Ricky Martin. Okay. Enrique Iglesias. Okay, I have it. Mary Maluma. Um, kill Ricky Martin and fuck Enrique Iglesias. Iglesias, easy. I would kill Maluma. Sorry, Ricky. <gasps> <gasps> Wait, why would you kill Maluma first of all? Because it rhymes with Voluma, and I don't know. <laughs> You've like... already had enough of that, <laughs> <laughs> and I need to get some taken out right here. Actually, I need some of that. Give it. Here you go. Um, um, yeah, I would kill Maluma. Um, fuck Ricky. Ma- um. Fuck Ricky Martin if I have to. And then I would marry Enrique. That's a good one. That's a good choice. Ricky Martin's total marriage material, though. He is. He has kids. It's Maluma for me. It's like he's a bad boy almost. Right. Do you want to get cheated on every day? hot. I wouldn't mind it. No, if it was him. If it was He can have his independence. Um, It's weird that I don't know who Maluma is. (laughs) Oh, he's like, I really don't either, but he's he's really big. Yeah, no, he did a song with Madonna. That's the only way I know like who he is. Yeah, he's very gorgeous. He's really good looking. Yeah, like Bad Bunny hot or like I don't know who that is. Kind of, kind of, kind of. Wait, is Maluma younger than? Do you find like Machine Gun Kelly and shit hot? Yes. Mm, For all the wrong reasons. Bad Bunny sounds like a Machine Gun Kelly. Okay. Me. Okay. No. 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 He's and not. And Maluma he's is not. like half that. Maluma's oh, very no. cookie cutter. Like he could be in like a Gucci ad if they dressed him up nice. Love that. Well, yeah, so but could also has Kelly. an edge. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. He has There's an, an edge. edge. Okay. Now, since Adora is our special guest, you can have the last one. Oh, mm, it's the fuck Mary Kill, right? Whatever you want. It's it's whatever you want. I'm scared. Make it not fuck Mary Kill then. Whatever you want. Mm. Okay. Spice Girls. Or pussycat dolls. Oh, because like so hard, but pussycat dolls. Yeah, me too. Like buttons shaped my life. Oh my god. Me too. Shaped our lives. Like I'm so sorry. Can I tell a quick story? Buttons, us. Okay, so we went on a trip to Montreal, Quebec, and it was at a circus school, and we did the buttons dance on the balance beam. 
And that in was front the of our first whole class. Time. It was like the eighth grade class, yes. and we were flaming. <laughs> and our teacher was like, "Get them off of there!" <laughs> I love that. We were doing the choreo. Before- but that was the first time that like I saw straight guys like give us good feedback because the guys who were working at the circus were like, "Oh my god, this is amazing! Like, good job." Do you remember that? I absolutely and that was, do. Like, the, my first validation from men. So I was like, "Oh my god!" Like. Oh my God, like this. You're like, I'm going to chase this till the day I die. (laughs) (laughs) This is the feeling I love. I wish I was there. I would have been like fucking Chris Jenner with my camera. No, and we knew all about the Robin Anton and the Mikey Mm -hmm. Minden. We were going Mm -hmm. ham. Was there flames involved, like fire? (laughs) I mean, there should have been. Come on, Cirque du Soleil. Oh my god, that was a really good question, but sorry, Spice Girls, it's Pussycat Dolls. You're Spice Girls, I'm I assume? Spice Girl. Why? Just because I was more impressionable when they, like, were, like, the, the time era, like, yeah, Pussycat Dolls raised me in my, like, high school era, but, like, Spice Girls were my Beatles. Like, mm. like Ginger was my, like, my Lennon. Ginger. She's so iconic. Fucking love her. Posh Spice. Okay, so before we let you go, Adore, will you stay with us for some queries from our callers? Yes, I love that idea. Okay, be right back, guys. Welcome back, everyone. We are about to answer some of your hotline questions. And of course, if you do not already know, you can call us on our hotline at 1-844-QUERIES. That is Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. And of course, ask us anything. Nothing is off limits. And we already know you have a question. So dial it up. Adore, are you ready to get into it? I am so ready. I've never been so much more ready. Killing it. Yes. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Our first query. Hey, Gigi, this is Bryce. I've been following you on uh, YouTube. Been a fan of yours ever since you've been on YouTube. Enjoy your videos. And uh, my question is this. If you got breast implants, what size should you get if you're a guy that's that's fixing to become a woman? Thank you. Hey, Bryce. Thank you so much for that question. I'm going to assume these breasts are for yourself. That is really fucking exciting. I've Okay, so I, just to keep it real, I mean, Bryce, between you and I and our listeners, I've had three breast implants. So it is a little bit of a process to stretch out your muscular wall. I would assume that you want to do them under the muscle because that's the most natural looking. I would just do your research, honestly. Like, I don't think that you can just go on Google, pick a breast augmentation place and just go for it. Really look at the reviews, see if they've done people similar as your body type and people who, you know, are going through the same thing as you. It's really important. And I feel that you just need to keep your expectations realistic. But if I were to express anything, I would say really match up the width of the breast implant to your chest tissue, like your chest width. I made the mistake the first time I did them. They were too narrow and they just like like look like two floating circles and it was not cute. And I do not want that for you, Bryce. Bryce, thank you for your question. Gigi, can I ask you um, some questions about your implants? Are they saline? Are they silicone? Are they teardrop, low profile, high profile? Are you okay to speak on that? Of course. Yeah. So I started with high profile because that's what the doctor that I went to suggested. He goes, you need bombshell boobs. When they healed, they looked a little bit ridiculous, but I was 21. I was living my best life. I got them for my 21st birthday, so I was feeling my Playboy fantasy. And then I kind of slowly went moderate, low profile, because the teardrop fantasy from the side, the silhouette, is kind of the sexiest in my personal opinion. So it's all about personal preference, and I feel like Bryce will decipher that as 
as they go. Adora, if you had to get breast implants, how would your boob how would you want your boobs to look? Um, I would probably get like really small boobs, just enough to do like under boob, like like shirts. I, that's just like Same. my fantasy. Like I just wanna like re go to like school and just like have like under boob like showing so I can get sent home. I just always love that look in <laughs> magazines. No, I like literally live for that. So like a like an A cup. Kinda like I like Jessica Beale's like like mm, Jessica Beale and Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. Yep. Yeah, Texas yep. Chainsaw Massacre. Like they're full, but they're Absolutely. like Absolutely. I just wanted to always wear like um like a white see-through tank top and like run from like a chainsaw. Duh. Amazing. Duh. That's what I do every night in my dreams. <laughs> Bryce, Hello. thank you for your question. Our second query. Hi, Gigi. This is Boris. First of all, I just want to say that I love you and Matt and not Matt is a huge reason why I was able to come out and be authentically myself. Um, so I guess my question is, how do you go about the name change? Because that's what I'm going through now. And most people call me by uh, you know, my birth name, my old name, and I'm not loving it. And I'm ready to move into the direction of being called forth regularly. I try to correct people sometimes, but most of the time I just let it slide until they realize that they, you know, fucked it up. But what would be your best advice? for that uh i love you guys love the podcast and thank you for all your amazing contributions to the trans community love you bye oh for first of all um forrest i love that name thank you for your question Gigi. do you have anything to say about that oh yeah i mean name change is so it's so crucial in your transition because what you see on your ID is what the world sees you, right? As you travel, as you buy alcohol, cigarettes, show your ID getting in anywhere. It really is your identity. Mm. So I totally understand the severity behind this. I mean, I've changed my name twice now. It's been Gigi and I've changed my last name. And what I would say is it might not be the easiest situation where you live, but go on Google, look up your region, your county, your state, whatever, and get into it. No matter how many steps it is, no matter how much paperwork you have to do, get into it because it will be worth it. And once you see that on a government certified ID, you will just smile from ear to ear and be so happy. And I also really like the name Forrest. Good choice. Wait, how? so how would you deal with being dead named, especially in the beginning of your transition? I would, if it were me, speaking as a non-trans person, I think standing up for yourself is really important, and I think you should call it out every single time. Do you agree? I do, too. I mean, it is really hard, you know, like having someone call you a dead name, especially if you're in public with with strangers. It can be really stressful. Like, it's very, very difficult to stand up for yourself when you don't feel the most confident about yourself. Like, you sometimes just want to, like, go home and fade in the background and be like, this is, like, not what I signed up for, but... I would say really just expect it at the beginning because and also don't really fault people that much because it is really relearning how to call you something like my husband even transitioned and I would catch myself slipping up on pronouns and all that stuff. And it's not to say that you don't love someone. So don't, you know, shy away from that because they do mess up. Just know it's human and it's fine and just keep driving it home, bitch. Adora, do you have any words of advice or encouragement for Forrest? No, I just love that name, Forrest. That was beautiful advice, by the way. I was like taking that It in. was. Always. Uh, no, I Thanks, love guys. that name, Forrest. That's beautiful. Thank you, Forrest. Keep up the good work. 
our third and last query for this episode. Here we go. Hi, Gigi and Mimi. This is Sarah from St. Louis. Um, Gigi, I was on your latest Superdot event stream, and we talked about my wedding and things, but there was one thing I wanted to ask because of time restraints I totally get. Uh, I was not able to ask, and Mimi, feel free to weigh in on this as well, and um, what is one thing, Gigi, that you wish that you had learned or known before you got married that you did not know before you were wed snapped? And, yeah, that's it. Stay gorgeous. Gigi, I'm eating Crunchwrap Supremes in your honor, even though it's not going to help me lose the weight to get back to my wedding dress. I love you both. Podcast is definitely helping me with my walks. Uh, every day, two miles a day to help lose my weight for my wedding. So, mwah, mwah, mwah. Thank you, Sarah. Um, thank you for your question. I just want to say you don't need to lose any weight on your for your wedding day. No, if someone if someone goes to a wedding and all they're thinking about is how fat the bride is, they're fucking sick. Like, just be happy. Hello. Yes. It doesn't matter because if you're really happy, you will glow and people will love it. Um, Gigi, how, do you wish you knew anything before getting married or knew something? Any advice for yourself? No, I always just say anybody getting married, literally be so selfish, be so crazy selfish because it is your day. You're the one paying for it. Even if you're not, you know, the the father or the brides, the, the groom, whatever is paying for it. There's so much money being put into this day and you, it's about you and the other person. So really go for gold. Like if you don't want to say hi to everybody, you don't have to say hi to everybody. And my sister, my maid of honor was trying to tell me that and I'd be like, oh yeah, but I just want to like say hi. Thanks for coming. And she's like... <laughs> No, there's only 24 hours in a day. Really get into it. But I feel like where it goes for your partner, you should really have no surprises. You should know everything about them. You guys should have already lived together because that's where the surprises come from after like, oh, yeah, you get married. You have sex. You live together. It's like that's where the problems start. So really just handle that before you walk down the aisle. But, you know, to each their own. Um, I want to take this question a little bit further so that we can all answer it. What would you tell yourself? Like 10 years ago, if you could give yourself advice to the person you were 10 years ago, what would you say, Adore? Um, stick it out. It's going to get like, you know, it's, it sounds like super cliche, but like it does get better. And like, I, if I do look at like the black and white of my life, it's like each year there's so many amazing opportunities that come. And I feel like super blessed to even like turn down certain uh, opportunities and it's just be grateful and just bask in your glory. It's gonna it, you. You get better with age. Don't listen to people in LA that say that once you hit a certain age, it's gonna be over because it starts when you you hit around thirty. Like you start to really think about shit differently, and life becomes a little bit more beautiful. And it's like you take shit more seriously. Yeah. Um, I would say it's okay that life is in chapters. Um, chapters closed and new ones will open. You will live multiple lifetimes, and that's okay. Like, don't have anxiety when things end, because that just means it's another start. Like, I always were would hang on to things, but now I'm very much more like, okay, that's over. What's next? So I would just tell myself, relax. Things end. I love that. I love that. And that's it for this podcast. Adore, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. This was super fun. (laughs) (laughs) What are you working on right now? Where can people find you? Give them all the scoop. I'm actually just starting to write for my fourth album right now. I released. So um, exciting. 
thank you. I, yeah, I released um, an EP at the beginning of August. It's called Dirty Laundry. So that's out right now. And I'm preparing for a huge tour next year and just working every week in a club near you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on Queerified. I really appreciate oh it. Goodness. We love you. Thank you guys for having me, honestly. Yeah, we literally love the shit out of you. And until we see you guys on the next episode, thanks for listening. Thanks to our guest, Ador Delano, and thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Gigi Gorgeous and at Mark Maverick. And as always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, and review. It helps us so much. And also follow all episodes. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. See you on the next one. Love you, bitch.